3: radio studio at the george washington broadcast center jack armstrong and joe getty the armstrong and getty show
0: can't get the J J shot though they're just talking about how um there's lots of places in the country now where they got more vaccine than they got people who want to get shot for whatever reason mm-hmm. i mean at some point that's going to happen no matter what right because you just enough people have gotten the shot. We've all Sure, got, and they're we've all got cranking one. them out by the millions, yeah. But there are places where there's also vaccine hesitancy for whatever religious or fruitcake reason you got, but now they've halted the J&J.
3: Yeah,
0: and I guess some
3: people just don't want to get vaccinated because they're... they're is that the fruitcake reasons? People who just are afraid of vaccines in general? I think, they,
0: I think it's a fruitcake reason.
3: I, I think the science is so completely settled, and no, I don't think everybody's lying simultaneously, but, you know... I also don't worry about it that much. I've gotten my shots. I wish you luck. So the FDA, together with CDC, uh, is recommending a pause in the rollout of the J and J vaccine after several instances of severe blood clots in recipients. Now you're going to hear this story a hundred times today, and it's going to be un- it's going to be partially the reported. Dangerous, dangerous J and J J and J vaccine. Oh, that's scary sounding. I think I'll click on that. Uh, the full story is much less interesting, and I predict that this pause will be very, very brief. There have been six reported cases of this rare and severe type of blood clot in almost 7 million Johnson Johnson COVID-19 vaccine recipients. Six? Not just six, as in the, the fingers on your hand plus one more I've got in you. 7
0: million I got six, I got six fingers on this hand. You know what? That's hurtful of me to
3: to not have remembered that that uh, you have a total of 13, correct? Six on the right and seven on the left. Correct. Uh, according to the FDA, six cases, it's 1.133 million people get this allegedly. What they don't make clear is the clear is the incidence in the general population. Um, uh, it's extremely rare, they say, uh, but they're doing a review Uh, to assess their potential significance. Uh, And as soon as they figure that out, they'll let us know. The FDA is recommending this pause. I suspect, again, it'll be 48 hours. It is cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, Jack. I'm sure you knew that, that they're worried about. All six cases, interestingly, involve women between the ages of 18 and 48. And all of the symptoms occurred within, uh, I'm sorry, between 6 and 13 days post-vaccination. Um, And then they go into, in Georgia, eight people experienced lightheadedness. I'm experiencing lightheadedness Man. right now.
0: Please, why do you even include that? It's just silly. There's a certain kind of person, and you probably know them, that are going to claim that they've got some sort of side effect for this sort of thing, no matter what. They're just that kind of person.
3: Right. And anybody who's ever accepted a bigger award or had to speak in front of a bunch of people or, or is afraid of needles or whatever... Has experienced lightheadedness. Happens all the time.
0: So whether or not this makes sense to be worried about it, Nate Silver, who crunches numbers for a living, uh, tweeted out, say there's a 1 in 100 chance someone acquires COVID because of a delayed vaccine, which might be conservative in some parts of the United States where the spread is still quite high, and a 1 in 150 chance that they die from it, which is roughly num- the number. There's a 1 in 15,000 chance Versus one blood clot death in seven million doses so far. It's not even close as to whether it's safer to get the shot or safer to take your chances. In terms of just the raw numbers. As incredibly
3: unlikely of croaking of the Chinese bat fever is for most of us who are less than 80.
0: One in 15,000 if you live in a part of the country where it's still spreading. Right.
3: Right. So as incredibly unlikely as that is, it looks like certainty compared to the J&J issue. Yeah. Yeah. People are not able to properly uh, weigh risks against each other. Hmm. That's become clear to me. Yeah. Yep.
0: We all do that. Yeah.
3: I mean, it to a certain extent. Uh, right. It's like the uh, the most dangerous part of your airline travel is driving to the airport. Without a doubt. Virtually everybody knows that, but it's difficult to internalize.
0: You weren't nervous at all in your car driving to the airport, weaving in and out of eighty mile an hour traffic. But now you're nervous sitting on the plane.
3: Right, exactly. I uh, got this note from the always uh, always interesting. Good lord, how long is it, uh, Kevin? Um, uh, about uh, his uh, the title of uh, his email is the COVID narrative season two preview. <laughs> I like this. Well, I'm as surprised as you, but as you highlighted on the show, the crazy COVID fear narratives just haven't stopped. It should be clear to us all by now that the official COVID narrative has been picked up for a second season. Can you blame them? With such great ratings in season one, and with season five of the Trump show canceled, of course the show (laughs) would get a big contract for season two. And he goes into various links and then stories about the CDC. Remember when the CDC gal, uh, what was it, about a week and a half ago, said, I'm terrorized. I'm, what was her phrase? Oh, you got to hold on a little while longer. I'm scared right, right, right now. Right, I'm right. really scared. And he mentioned over half of seniors are fully vaxxed. Over 75% of seniors and nearly half of adults have at least one shot, which means you're way, way, way less likely to get it, and you're almost certainly not going to get a serious case. Add in the previously infected, the remaining risk of COVID death is de minimis. That means tea. de minimis. But, De minimis, de minimis, de minimis. It's fun to say once you get the rhythm, de minimis, de minimis, de minimis. But that doesn't stop our public health betters and the media from demanding that we all hold on just a little longer. Don't get back. In fact, you know what? I meant to quote this gal. Let me uh, let me click on this story here. Literally the old clickety click. The, the time I spend doing this will be de minimis, folks. Um, de minimis. I like, I like this quote. I know you want to return to every day activities, but we're not quite there yet. Yeah, I am. I've gotten my shots. And really, two weeks after I got my first shot, as a strapping young man, I was perfectly safe anyway. So, yes, dear, I am going to get back to my normal activities. In fact, I am back to them fully. And you telling me not to just proves to me that you don't trust the public See, even uh, comprehend the most obvious of subtleties. I mean, the least subtle subtleties. Like, if you've gotten both your shots, you're probably fine. We are so freaking stupid in their eyes. And, you know, some of you are probably right. But we're so dumb, we can't even be trusted with that. That's not even a subtlety. Come on. So, anyway, Kevin, I appreciate your uh, your dry mirth.
0: You mentioned last hour the defense begins in the uh, Chauvin-George Floyd trial. At this um, moment, it actually has begun, yeah. Um, uh, do you know who they're leading with in terms of uh, witnesses and whatnot? I, no, I don't actually. I could dig into it, but no. Well, I, don't know. I think they've got to take on the whole a uh, healthy person would have died in this situation fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. got to get that out of people's minds before it sets like cement. If they, uh, if they want to defend the guy. Yeah, I'm, not sure, there's too any, late, I'm not sure there's any defending the guy, so it makes it difficult. Uh, we'll let's follow see. it. Uh,
3: the final witness was George Floyd's brother, right? who cried when he described his brother as a fine feller. I'm a little surprised that that was allowed as testimony, um, not during the sentencing phase, but I haven't read a lot about the judge's, um, the judge's reasoning in that. Oh, let's see. It doesn't say the first witness.
0: We'll bring you the details. Boy, I I don't know. I would think you need to start with a bang, though, to like really get the jurors like, whoa, okay, wow, there's two sides to this story. Because yeah. I think I'd be sitting there right now as a, I can't imagine what you're going to say, is what I'd be thinking.
3: Yeah, especially because, and I don't have the statute in front of me, and I apologize for that, but the way it's worded, the various charges, the second, third degree murders, uh, char- charges, all the, all the prosecution has to do is prove that, uh, Derek Chauvin substantially caused the death of George Floyd. Not to the exclusion of all other factors. Okay. Not exclusively. Uh, but it was a substantial cause of it. And uh and, and the uh the defense has some serious work
0: to do. I'd say. Um we have a different relationship with food than we did back in twenty nineteen, according to stats. We can talk about that, among other things. China is getting froggy, man. Twenty five warplanes sent into Taiwan's airspace just to kinda twenty five? Just to Woof. see how we'll react, I guess. As at some point, Probably they're going to be sending those warplanes into Taiwan's airspace and then bombing or something, uh, in their effort to take back Taiwan. But we got all this stuff on the way. I hope you can stay here.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The
3: Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Well, it
4: started out down a dirty road. Let's just talk about it. Am I a Marxist? I'm in a lot of things. I do believe in Marxism. It's a philosophy that I learned really early on in my organizing career. We were taught to learn about the systems that were criticizing capitalism. We can't allow for fear to dictate how we understand what's possible.
0: So that's the co-founder of Black Lives Matter uh, talking about how she is a Marxist and she was trained in, uh, in, in Marxist philosophies.
3: Patrice Kahn-Cullors, yes, which, she's a dedicated Marxist,
0: one of the richest Marxists in the world, although that's not that rare as I will reveal in moments. Which she gets to be um, in the United States of America. Uh, I don't appreciate her trying to promote a system that resulted in hundreds
3: of millions dead during the 20th century. That's
0: worth mentioning. But I'm glad that it's, you know she's not hiding it because I'm hoping when people hear that will be uh you'll react accordingly. Um oh while we're on that topic, what's the representative Talib? what's her name? Rashida Talib. Yeah. yeah. What a treat she
3: is. She um she's a Marxist. She's a dedicated America-hating Marxist. Got and after- I say that not to be provocative. I say it because it's true.
0: After the story came out yesterday, that tragedy in Minnesota of all places—that that, that uh, police woman uh, thought she had her taser in her hand, but had her gun in her hand and shot that guy dead. That's just an awful story. Uh, old Talib said uh, that was no accident. There are no accidents.
3: The death of Dante Wright wasn't an accident. In her post, she indicated that police system should be ended because it could not be reformed. It is inherently and intentionally racist. Policing in our country... Oh, that she said that. Dante Wright was met with aggression and violence. I am done with those who condone government-funded murder. No more policing. Oh, God. Wow. What planet are you from, sweetheart? No more incarceration and militarization. It can't be reformed. He was met with aggression and violence. He resisted arrest. He jumped back into his vehicle. And then some lady... God bless her... and and it's a horrible tragedy, accidentally shot him, according according to everybody. But Rashida Tlaib cannot let uh, the crisis go to waste in her continued pushing for Marxism.
0: Biden and Putin talked today. I'll have to look into that. This is uh, more or less new news. With Biden voicing concerns over the sudden Russian military buildup on the Crimea border. But uh, look into more of what, how that conversation went. Yeah. If you didn't follow the
3: whole the shooting in uh, in uh, suburban Minneapolis, of all places, the gal yelled out, taser, taser, then squeezed off one shot, said, holy S, I shot him. And all the other cops are looking at her wide-eyed. And uh, there's, just, there's just no disagreement that it was a horrible mistake. Yeah. But again, Rashid Tlaib doesn't care. She wants to tear down the U.S. and build a Marxist utopia.
0: We have a new relationship with our food, according to statistics, Joe. Oh, yeah? I cuddle with mine a lot more. Is that what this is about? That's surprising. good, Sean. That's good. Two, it's healthy. Two-thirds of us are cooking more than we were pre-COVID. Two-thirds. And, um, I think they, uh, Well, we are. Judy and I are. I think the reason is fairly obvious. When there were no restaurants open, what were you going to do? Yeah. Um, not eat. Uh, and also less time is being spent in the grocery store i don't know what that's all about stocking up on supplies has gone up spending more money per trip has gone up shopping online for food more has gone up but cooking more two-thirds that would be good all the way around for everybody that would be a good i think everybody agrees that eating out makes you fatter right sure yeah so absolutely unless you're one of those super healthy people that order a you know breadless Chicken breasts with some parsley on the side. Good for you. I'm reminded. I want the onion
3: ring tower. Oh yeah, the tower of onion rings. (laughs) Um, You know the whole uh, fewer trips to the grocery store, stocking up thing. I'm reminded that there are such divergent views among Americans as to the risk from the Chinese bat fever. I haven't. I don't think I've been concerned about going into a store since. I don't know, maybe last May? Oh, yeah. That's I'm trying, trying to remember. That very period of, of being afraid of the grocery store was very brief.
0: Yeah, very short. Sure. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm not talking about you're an 87-year-old with one lung, right? Everybody understands that. I'm talking about reasonably healthy, reasonably young folks.
0: Sean and I were just in the uh, public men's restroom here in the building, and um, uh, I asked him, when do you think was the first time we'll come in here without wearing a mask? Mm. What, do you, what do you think? And then we got into a discussion about, well, will it be based on... It won't be based on when you're not going to get the COVID. It'll be based on lo- when lawyers tell commercial real estate owners they're uh, completely in the clear, right? Won't it be based on that? Which could take a long time. Yeah. I mean, if you're going mean, to ask a lawyer, they're going to wait until there's a zero chance of getting COVID. Because to their mind, it would be, what's the upside? Yeah, I'm thinking about that because
3: the radio ranch itself is, is totally locked. You can't get in unless you're let in. But the bathrooms are are accessible to some of the other offices, um, on the floor. Uh, so it is about the building ownership as opposed to, you know, our management. That's
0: an interesting question. I don't know. Just buildings in Uh, general. It will
3: be idiotic. It will be nonsensical. I guarantee you that.
0: We will still be wearing masks inside places when it's just nuts that we're still doing it. And I'll bet for a lot of stores, especially at convenience stores, I'll bet they still have the rule. People will more and more flout the rule. They won't fight it. And then it'll just kind of gradually just fall away. That's the way I'll bet it happens. And then the with, uh, with a whimper, not a bang. Just you look around, and you realize just none of the other guys are wearing masks coming in here, and nobody's saying anything. So I guess right. I won't either.
3: To- then it'll only be the extremely cautious or the extremely vulnerable uh, to other health problems who will who will be wearing masks. Because I'd imagine anybody who's extremely vulnerable to the Chinese bat fever is getting the vaccine. Yeah. So I don't
0: know.
3: Boy, we but had I'll- zero side effects, Judy and I, from the Pfizer one. I don't think nothing. I did nothing. Nothing.
0: I don't think I did either. Well, I got Moderna, which is a better shot. We all know. <laughs> Please. Macrappa. <I'm> <laughs> I'd rather have the bat fever. I got to schedule shot number two. That's when your, uh, your eyes start bleeding and your leg twitches, right? Well, no, but your immune system might flare up a little bit and nah. kick your
3: butt. Luckily, See, yeah, don't be bragging. You've just had the one shot. I've had two. You don't know what it's like. I'm going to get a third. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Four. <laughs> I'm getting Four. <laughs> Two in each arm simultaneously. Match that, wussy. I'm going to start
0: putting a little vaccine in my coffee every morning. (laughs) All right, that's reasonable. Um, uh, Wall Street Journal is scaring us all to death about China, among other things we can tell you about.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
4: At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full-product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
3: The
1: Armstrong and Getty Show. returned today after a two-week recess. Not much, just hung out, said Matt Gates before anyone could talk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy. Yeah, that story still goes on. I I like this new thing, though, the politicians are doing where they just, they won't resign. Not gonna resign. Can't make me. Here you go, why not? Hang on
3: till the end. You gotta keep fighting. You're down uh, three touchdowns, there's two minutes left, onside kick. Why not?
0: Hold on one second. Never
3: say die.
0: Trying to find a tweet. Mm.
3: Coming up, Brian from Kansas City says, Don't California, my Kansas. What? You must be in Kansas City, Kansas. Surely somebody who lives in Kansas City, Missouri realizes it's in Missouri.
0: Um, uh, I'll try to find the tweet I just saw up on the screen from MSNBC about uh, as black men continue to end up dead in this country. Blah blah oh, blah. Good lord! I think you, you you all playing up this whole we're in a you know a race war thing are going to get what you're pretending we have. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen, and it's going to yep. be awful. It's going to be awful for everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I know more on that in a second um what did you have to tease you got something well i got all sorts of good
3: stuff but i don't know i'm just just, the the great progressive experiment is a miserable failure in all the cities and states it's being tried and it's spreading
0: i thought you said you had something funny it was something
3: Nah, who gives a
0: damn anymore Yeah, we do.
3: Uh, You know the famous uh, sugar-free gummy bears review from Amazon? One of the funniest pieces of writing in the English language I have ever read. (laughs) I can't read it out loud because I'm just falling apart laughing till I cry. It's that funny. Well, we have a listener who suggests there is a rival. Okay, I want to hear that. Perhaps even a superior. Stay with us. I
0: love that stuff. Front page Wall Street Journal, their big story today, China's message to America, we're an equal now. President, yeah. Xi, President Xi is confronting the Biden administration with a new world view that Beijing's decades of not challenging the U.S. as a global leader are over. And they talk about the history of China and how all along the various leaders of China had thought, let's just keep quiet, keep our head down, don't let anybody know what our goals are, just smile and go along, just... Act like we believe that the United States is in charge and should always be in charge. In fact, they had a variety of, like, um, uh, nicknames for us and that sort of stuff that were derogatory they would use behind mm-hmm. closed doors. About, oh, Big Daddy says we need to do this, so I suppose we better. But the they, Big Boss, yeah. But they were willing to act all along, like, yeah, sure, the United States is in charge and the dollar is the world currency, and that's the way it should be and it will continue to be. And Xi is the first leader to come along who's who feels like, apparently we're far enough along, we're strong enough now, we can just say it out loud, we are going to become the dominant player on this planet, and that, that is what we're going to do, and if anybody gets in our way, it's going to be a, a mistake.
3: And I feel, I must point out, I think they have finally shown their hand because Donald J. Trump made them.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely think so, and I'm happy to see, especially from this uh, article in the Wall Street Journal, it seems like the the Biden administration is fully on board with realizing what a threat China is, but
3: Yeah, I have a hundred problems with the Biden administration. Serious problems. But
0: China policy so far isn't one of them. They seem pretty tough. The flashpoint is Taiwan. It's right next to China there, and they believe it belongs to them. And we committed in 1979 to a treaty, the Taiwan Relations Act, that says we will help Taiwan preserve its autonomy. China... Sure, sure you did. Signed Ukraine. Right. Oof. Um, So we signed this in 1979. Uh, Xi has made reunification with Taiwan an important part of the China dream um, and has said that there is no room for compromise on this issue. So that's a pretty stark difference. We have a treaty with Taiwan to make sure it stays free of you, and China says it's part of us and there's no room for compromise on this. That could get very ugly. In the last couple of days, China has sent 25 warplanes into Taiwan's airspace. Wow, 25! Right. What's um, next? The Wall Street Journal goes on to point out, and I highly recommend you read it. It's really good. Goes on to point out that part of the um, guessing game that China has got going is they don't think one they think we're weakened by internal problems and and external problems, and uh, and we just aren't the kind of country that's going to stand up to them. Oh, man,
3: I just had an evil idea. I just realized what China's next move should be. But I hesitate to say it out loud. I assume Chairman Xi and the entire Central Committee listen to the Armstrong and Getty show daily to, you know, get an idea of what America
0: thinks. But I just figured out their next move. Okay. Do I dare say it? I think, I, I think they've probably thought of it. Do you? Yeah. What? Not to be dismissive of your idea, but they've got, <laughs> like, All the smartest people in China working on these problems. Yeah, but they don't have me working. My mind is a
3: combination of intelligence and deviousness you have no idea what you're dealing with. All right, here's the deal. They send a couple of fighters into Taiwan airspace. Okay, fairly deep in there. They've done that before. Then the fighters say over the radios... We come in peace. We're not going to do anything. We promise you that, 100%. And then they land at a Taiwanese military base or just a civilian airport. They actually land the military aircraft then, there. Then what does Taiwan do? What do they do with the craft? What do they do with the pilots?
0: That is the sort of thing that is going to happen.
3: Because that, that's, thats you know, it's I didn't make that up entirely. Sending some of your guys in, knowing they'll get manhandled to give you a pretext to attack. Again, I didn't make that up. It's been done.
0: So the world is saying China is committing a genocide against the Uyghur Muslims. China has called the lie of the century, even though it's well documented globally. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, the long and short of it is there is we're on a collision course. There's no avoiding it whatsoever. And um, I don't know how it's going to turn out. I hope not with a full on war. You
3: know it's funny it's it's like watching a superhero movie there's there's a part of the human brain heart mind something that looks upon whether it's a person or a regime that is completely unrestrained by any principles other than success other than dominance and you almost have to admire their position sure not like it not admires the wrong word envy I mean, they have slaves and concentration camps, they're mid genocide, and they say, "Oh, that's the lie of the century because they understand they can't just say, "Yeah, we're doing it, and so what. They understand they have to play to international opinion and then and, and I don't I don't know, it's interesting. I'm not even sure what they're playing to. just plausible deniability, I guess. So they call it the lie of the century, as as everybody freaking knows what they're doing.
0: So I'll end it here because uh, we'll be talking about this more in the years to come. I hope not factually, as opposed to theoretically. Soon, um, they move on Taiwan. What do we do? Do we back down like we did uh, uh, Ukraine, Crimea, or do we uh, stand up? I I think half and half. We we announce sanctions, but not shoot planes out of the sky. Non military intervention. Okay. Yeah. That could be a major moment. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty or world f- history. That could be the United States saying, "Eh, we're not really gonna, we're not really gonna fight China." So, which will further devalue oh, yeah. any will Absolutely. defend your
3: treaty we'll propose in the future.
0: Absolutely, obviously, it's a huge deal.
3: Yeah, it is. It is. So uh, a couple of things coming on the way. Uh, a plaintiff plea from Brian in Kansas City. Don't California my Kansas. We'll explain what's going on there. Plus, is it as funny or funnier? than the Sugar-Free Gummy Bears Review, which we'll post at Armstrong and Getty, so you can read that easily. Uh, Stay tuned.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The
3: Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: long animal news. We have a couple of important stories we'll get to in just a moment. I'm sorry, it sounded like you said long animal. That's right. That's right. The world's longest rabbit is missing, so we need to get to that among another long animal story. <laughs> so, I have disappointing news, folks.
3: The, the legendary, legendary review of the sugar-free Haribo gummy bears on Amazon is one of the funniest pieces of writing I've ever read in my life. It's it's just laugh till I cry funny. And we had a listener suggest that a new review of a hair removal product was even better. It's very, very funny, but I just reread it, and it's too dirty. It's just, it's too, there are too many edits I would have to make. To do it justice. So, as a compromise, we have posted both the legendary sugar-free gummy bear review and some others, although they're just rip-offs of the original, and I wish they didn't exist, uh, and the hair removal review for you. You can read them yourself, enjoy. Uh, there were just too many naughty words. <clears throat> so, forgive me for not paying off what I said we would. I hate when I do that, and I try to avoid it. So we got this note from uh, Brian in Kansas City. Jack, you lived in uh, the Kansas City area for a number of years. I did. I recall. Um, I lived not far away and spent uh, many a pleasant day in Kansas City, both with my wife and kids and sometimes going to football games. But... Brian writes, the metro of Kansas City has always leaned to blue, as most big cities do, but uh, now apparently we're taking advice from California. We have homeless that seem to have surged and started a union, whatever the hell that means in this case, and created a tent city outside of City Hall and another one in the bar hopping area downtown. I believe I have hopped some of those bars myself. The mayor of Kansas City has now agreed to put all of these people... In a hotel for at least 90 days. All right. Keeping in mind that a, uh, appeals court ruling recently reinforced out in Cal Unicornia said that you can't run junkies and bums off the sidewalk or out of your parks unless you have offered every single one of them a bed. In fact, you just, you have to have enough beds and shelters to house them all, or you can't enforce any of your laws. Any of your anti-camping laws, anyway. And then he goes on to say, the article goes on to say, how many more people are just one paycheck away from being in the same boat? And how vulnerable they are. And it's maddening. Instead of our schools teaching racism, they need to teach people how to balance a checkbook. The choices have consequences and live within their means. Rant over, I need more coffee. DCMK, don't California my Kansas. That's Brian in Kansas City. And indeed... Uh, I'm looking at the uh, the article here uh, on uh, the Fox affiliate, interestingly enough, in uh, KC. And it reminds me so much of a lot of the earlier coverage of the West Coast junkie bum crisis, um, you know, from five, ten years ago. In which the open-hearted, kind people were saying, well, it's just because of rising housing prices. And people have one medical problem, and they can't pay their bills, and they end up homeless. This naive unicorn riding ridiculous crap, it ignores the fact that most of these people are junkies or just don't want to work. The people who had one medical problem or and couldn't afford their place or whatever, they're not shooting up in the park. No. They keep to themselves. They're quietly, desperately trying to get their lives restarted, and I am more than happy to help them through the proper channels. You people, you're, you're well, I almost said you're stupid. Why would I be, why would I attack the the victims in this case, which is the good people of Santa Rosa, California, of Kansas City, of, of, of Seattle and Portland and San Francisco are just trying to live their lives. Wake up, people. If you make it incredibly easy and comfortable to be a junkie, you get more junkies. This is not calculus.
0: So we've got some breaking news, and I think a whole bunch of different stories fit together here. Uh, what,
3: China has attacked Derek Chauvin. I'm just guessing.
0: Whoa, oh boy! One piece of breaking news: Joe Biden was on the phone with old Putin today, uh, the leader of Russia, and apparently pressed Putin on his uh, military buildup on Ukraine's border. You might remember back in 2014, um, Russia just went ahead and took took a, went ahead and took a part of Ukraine, a peninsula called Crimea. Just went ahead and took it, and the Obama administration, with Joe Biden as vice president. Uh, their secretary of state, John Kerry, at the time said, that is an 18th century move in the 21st century. But oh, oh, we really got him with that one. Good line. That is a good, clever line, but it worked. I mean, they're still there. They took a chunk of land with trucks and tanks and guns and people in military uniforms and just took it and have stayed there. Well, now they've got a whole bunch of uh, military equipment built up on the border of Ukraine. Biden pressed him on it, whatever that means. The same time it's been announced that Biden will withdraw all U.S. forces from Afghanistan by September 11th, 2021, which I don't like the gimmicky aspect of it. That is very gimmicky. I don't like being gimmicky about this. If it's a good idea, do it whenever is the best idea. Don't time it to be on the... The twentieth anniversary of September eleventh because it sounds cool. Whoever thought um, of
3: that, I hate you.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Do whatever is the best thing to do. I don't mind leaving Afghanistan. It's terrible if you live in Afghanistan. I feel bad for those people. Mm-hmm. It, it, it it most of the country is in the hands of the Taliban, and then the rest of the country will be in the ha- hands of the Taliban as soon as we leave. But we're going right. to have their their announcement today is we will have zero presence in Afghanistan come September eleventh, twenty twenty one. Part of it, and they're quoting all people. This is from the Washington Post. People are speaking anonymously uh, because they're not supposed to talk about this. We have pressing issues with Russia and China, is what one anonymous source said. And Afghanistan just doesn't rank anymore as a pressing issue for the United States. we got to worry about why has Russia got all these troops on the border of Ukraine? Why is uh, China flying warplanes into Taiwan's airspace? We can't be spending any of our time worried about what's going to happen in Afghanistan since it's inevitable anyway.
3: Yeah, I would agree completely. You know, I don't know how much time, energy, troops, and, and money we're spending there at this point, but we just don't need the distraction. And and sorry, people of Afghanistan. Sucks. It does suck. It's, I, uh, it's
0: unthinkable. I, I took a long New Yorker piece from, uh, what's his name? Very cool guy. Used to be on Charlie Rose all the time. His name will pop into my head in a second. Ah David Sanger old timer syndrome nah. anyway um uh, he's been going to Afghanistan for a long time and um he was talking about how it's just I mean it's just it it's it's tilted it's wobbling and all it needs is the Taliban to just like put a finger on it ah, to push it over completely to where the Taliban wow. is in charge and then just waiting for us to get out for it to happen. Wow Dexter filkins he is so good. But um, it's it's and it's it's troubling. I mean, the the, the they have a assa- None of this makes the news. They've assassinated I don't know how many hundreds of people there in the capital of Kabul just in recent months that are part of the government, laying the groundwork for the complete takeover. And it doesn't even really make a dent in the United States news cycle. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Between COVID and you know uh, the the media t- t- trying to convince us we're in a race war and all these different things. It doesn't make any news that the Taliban are wiping out all of the infrastructure. Not just um not just to people in the government either, like all of your civil service sort of you know, the structure of society, like garbage men and teachers and bankers and just anything that allows a society to be, you know, a functioning first world society, they're assassinating there the Taliban is so that it's just ready to go and completely take over.
3: Right. And I see your point. So even as we pay like barely even to have the interest to pay lip service, that it's an important thing and we've got to win the peace and uh, negotiate a settlement, blah, blah, blah. And to the extent anybody's paying attention, they're saying that even as that's happening, we're not paying attention in the least to the developments which are making that impossible. So let's let's uh, quit the charade, people.
0: And we do have a problem with Russia and China to, to you know, focus our attention on. So all that stuff fits together. It's pretty interesting. You think the Biden administration ought to just flat say to Putin, if you move on we Ukraine,
3: we're at, you're at war with uh, NATO. <laughs> I would appreciate NATO saying something like that. You can't, this, you know, at the risk of sounding like John Kerry, this is the 21st century. You can't have Russia just snatching up countries.
0: Well, where does it end? It's like allowing the bully to take your lunch money on, you know, one day. Where does it end? Well, exactly. Yeah,
3: we, we've tried this over and over again in history.
0: It ends very badly. It reminds, the me, bully now. It reminds me of World War I and World War II, actually. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just, uh, you know what? Things are calm now, and you're not going to actually do that, are you? Because we really don't. No, none of us want to be at war. And then he snatches up the Crimea, and it's like, eh, it's just the
3: Crimea. There are a lot of Russian nationals living there. Anyway, I see his point. He'll stop there. Surely he'll stop there.
0: I don't know. But they never do. I don't know. I don't like where this is going. May you live in interesting times. Yeah, we I've, might just be getting warmed up. I'm Honest to God, I think we're going to look back on this period where we were worried about pronouns and and uh, who can go in what bathrooms and a variety of other things that we were arguing about, and it's just going to seem so, boy, those were nice times when we had the energy and space to discuss these things, wasn't it? Woof. I hope wow. I'm wrong.
3: Armstrong
1: and Getty.